Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 42, January 16th, 2023. So glad you could make it. I had mentioned last episode that I was going to record both night one and night two of my Madison Square Garden New York trip because I was going to be going this weekend, but I I just, I don't like the idea of recording the podcast the week before because each week has its own stuff going on. So I wanted to, I wanted to wait. And so we're a couple days late here on this Monday where we observe the great life and legacy of Reverend Dr. King. Uh, And I am back from a whirlwind trip to Hilton Head with with the best peeps in the world. Uh, Talk more about that maybe at halftime. So anyway, here we go this uh, episode with the, the night two of day two and night two of Fish at Madison Square Garden and just hanging out in New York. Day two started off uh, with a bang. Um, I had taken my cachava with me. Cachava is just a a protein powder, but it's got all these superfoods in it. The, I mean, I was on adaptogens before adaptogens were cool, and it's it's a really great product. It tastes good. Uh, It's you know you got to pay for it, but man, it's just uh, it's super healthy. Makes me feel good anyway. So I, I took my cachava powder with me. I'm always worried about doing that on always I've done it twice now. So, but both times I was worried about trying to get the powder through the, uh, you know, the TSA checkpoints and all that. And it says you, as long as it's less than 12 ounces or something like that, it should be cool. But, um, so anyway, I did get it through and it's in a little plastic baggie, like a sandwich bag. And I've got to try to get this, the, the powder into, I forgot my scoop it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Uh, and so what I was trying to do was pour half because I took two servings and I was trying to pour half into the, the bottle, the, the water bottle so that I could fill it up then with 14 ounces of water, 12, 14 ounces of water, and then shake it up real good. And so I tried to make a little, I tried to hold the baggie half, uh, and then I um, tried to pour it into the water bottle, and man, it just got it got all over the place. And it's uh, see, I left a lot of powder, powdery substances in the hotel room. Um, I'm sure they've never seen anything like that before. But anyway, I got my cachava going, got my boost, and then now I'm headed, of course, to my place. I mean, it's home away from home. Old Country Coffee, went for my bagel, or, or got a bagel this time, not just a scone, went for the bagel, and it's just a real thing, y'all, like, New York bagels are just, there's just something different about it. This one was egg and cheese and avocado, and man, it was so dang good, and of course, my uh, grande coffee to go along, medium coffee to go along with it. Um, 
later on or around noon or so I, I caught the subway and had to change stations and that was the first time that I'd ever done that by myself changing stations but I was able to work it out took it up to 545 Madison Avenue so definitely in the heart of the financial district um, which was it's just a marvel to me like again to think about all that humans have accomplished and the the you know the way that New York just goes up instead of out because it's on an island but just the I mean, it's the majesty of the architecture and all that kind of stuff too, but just the amazing amounts of wealth that are that are created in places like this. And I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around it as best I can, but it would seem that finance is the, the backbone of the whole thing, at least a very firm part of the structure. And it, it, it's not even it's not even really real, you know, like these are people just making bets and investments. And I know there's way more to it than that. Like people who are really good at it, know what they're doing. And we're talking about billions and billions and billions of dollars that can be wiped out on a bad bet. You know, they can be wiped out. I mean, we see what's happening with Musk and, and some of these other tech firms at this moment, but that money can come back. But I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting to me. I'm, I'm glad about it because it allows me to do things like travel to New York and spend a weekend at Hilton Head. So I'm not, I'm not anti-capitalist. I'm not anything like that. I, I think our economic structure certainly needs, needs work. Of course. I mean, there, there are places where we should fix it and, and, and amend it and all that kind of stuff. But the amount of wealth for the amount of people that's been created but it's just staggering to me like to think about that that kind of world but anyway there i was by myself waiting on my friend matt orth um and so that's why i was contemplating and actually texting my friend andy polk and asking him about finance and how all that stuff works and anyway the marvel of it all but i did meet my guy matt and uh he wanted me to meet his friend jonathan puello puello i think i'm saying it correctly um at this bakery called Petit Manon, I believe, is how it is pronounced, and um, it 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 was cool, man. It was really cool. This guy had worked for Matt at the Chick Fil A on Fulton Street, which is the largest Chick Fil A in the world. Um, it, things that Puello had a little bit of issues, so it it didn't work out. But he's he's picked himself back up, and he's 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 the manager now of this really successful and amazing bakery. I mean, they had Oprah's picture on the wall and uh, Martha Stewart, like praising the different cookies and stuff that were in there. And man, they were good now. They were good. Uh, we got this mm -hmm, chocolate, chocolate, uh, God, what was it, man? I should have looked it up. I got the ginger, like I got the vegan ginger and that junk was had a little kick to it, but it was delicious. But this chocolate one, Puella said is, you know, is the best thing going. And it really was. In fact, it actually was so good that it, it helped uh, bring a couple of other friends back over to the house that we haven't been hung out with in about five years uh, because of our uh, mutual love for cookies. But, but it was really cool to, to hang out with this guy, uh, Puelo and hear his story. And, and, and it was cool for Matt to talk to him about me and, and, and Sarah and me, you know, he he praised our 
our marriage. He prays the way that we that we parent. And that was kind of crazy. It was humbling to hear him talk to the other person in front of me about me. You know, we ain't, we ain't perfect. We got our own struggles. Uh, but it was cool to hear, to hear Matt talk to that guy uh, about that. I, I had to go pee, man. Be, uh, there is that too. I'm sorry. I don't, shouldn't say that on the podcast, but there wasn't a restroom in the place. And, but you know, since we know the guys like here, I'll take you down into this. It was wild. It was down to a bunch of steps, but I had to jump over this thing. I turned my ankle. I didn't tell anybody about it because I don't want to be the old guy that can't even jump down two feet without turning his ankle. It wasn't too bad. Um, I was able to, I was able to get it going, but anyway, we, we had some time man. it was cool spending time with my friend Matt and catching up with him and hearing his, his stories and all that kind of stuff. And then we walked around, we, we caught the subway back down towards Fulton street and we rode it and talked as best we could on the subway. And then, and then walked around and saw some of the sites. Um, we went into this place called the Oculus that Matt had showed us from when Sam and DT went to New York. If you, if you've heard that episode from where we went this summer, but it was Christmas out and there was a little jazz duo playing and uh, we looked at some other art buildings and, and such as that. And he showed me like this cool uh, hotel that he said, Sarah and I should come up to and you know, whatever, some of the other types of things. And it was, um, it was really cool. Um, and so an hour or two with, with my guy, Matt Worth. And then I caught the subway back up to, uh, the, uh, what is that called? Hudson Yards and settled in a little bit at the hotel and then went back to Old Country Coffee. Of course, right around four o'clock to get my, to get my coffee going. Uh, I got a chocolate chip scone. Come back to that in a second. The, the guy in there this time said that they didn't just have coffee. I had ordered black coffee there every time I'd been. Just can I get a, a medium black coffee? And they gave me that every single time. It was never great, but they gave it to me in a cup, and and that was cool. But this guy was like, "We don't have just black coffee. I can give you an americano." And I'm like, mm, "Well, I mean, I'm kind of a regular here, and they always give me black coffee." But okay, so he gave me an americano. It's not even in the plastic throwaway cup. It's in the mug, and oh wow, I mean, it was so good. And so I think I'm an americano guy now. I don't even really know what that means. But uh, it was super. But but here I am sitting, got my earbuds in, listening to whatever, and uh, I think I was listening to some some Grateful Dead at the time, eating my chocolate chip scone, and and the chocolate chip from the scone got on my thumb, on my right thumb, and so there's like this smudge of chocolate chip, melted chocolate chip, on my right thumb. Well, I've been riding the subway all day. I'm in New York. You know, I don't want to just lick my thumb off. I didn't have a napkin. And so I, I'm sitting there contemplating, I don't want to lick my thumb off. And so what I did just on the, on the spur of the moment is I, I licked my other thumb. I licked my left thumb so that I could wipe my right thumb off because I didn't want to. And the, the absurdity of that, like the, <laughs> the absolute absurdity of that just hit me right away. And I just busted out laughing at myself right there. So here I am, earbuds in, drinking my Americano by myself, you know, laughing, LOLing for sure. I don't know what they thought of me in there, but uh, yeah, anyway. So back to the hotel, chilling, doing my thing, protein bar, you know, Cliff Builder bar. And then I went ahead and, and began to pack up. 
because I knew that, um, you know, when I got back, it'd be late. Um, but 5.55 rolls around, and I'm heading over to Madison Square Garden, getting in line, ready to roll. Doors open at 6.30. I'm, I'm even further up front this time than I was uh, on night one. I noticed a sign for Big Tree Massage, and I thought that was interesting, Big Tree Massage, beside the Gentleman's Club. So um, seems like a nice place, right beside Madison Square Garden. But I'm, I'm in 6.30. Got my fries, got my 32-ounce Pepsi, half price, half price, man, from 6.30 to 7. It was half price. So I knew what I was doing. I had on a llama sweater, like my llama Christmas sweater, and it, it's like, it's awesome. And and Fish has a song called Llama, and I thought it was going to be a, a huge hit, and nobody even Nobody even gave me a smirk, you know, nobody commented, nobody was like, dang, that's cool. It was kind of a letdown, but I was still rocking it. Um, got to my seats, different seats this time, a little bit higher up, but I'm actually in the, 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 the actual Madison Square Garden. The seats night one were just fold out chairs, kind of uh, put onto the floor on a riser. This time we're actually in the arena, right on the bottom level. Um, so the, the chairs were way more comfortable, still kind of tight packed, but, um, still, I mean, awesome seats, basically the same, same view. And, uh, my seat neighbors were, were interesting. Um, on the left side, there was this, this girl and her guy, and the girl had never been to a fish show before. And she was dressed like, I don't know, man, she was dressed like she was going to the Taylor Swift show. She definitely mentioned that she had seen John Mayer at Madison Square Garden and all this kind of stuff. So I don't think she quite knew what she was getting into. In fact, I know she didn't because at one point it's almost like she was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to judge. She seemed to have a good time and she was cool to me the whole time, but she was kind of making fun of the way that everybody was dancing. And I wanted to be like, you know, you're the one that's not dancing and the other 30,000 people in here are getting down. But, um, but anyway, uh, she had a pretty good time. She held her bag on her shoulder the whole time. And, but, but, but like I said, man, she was just pounding Michelobes. And um, so it was fine. The guy on the other side was just super cool. It was only his second show, but he was he was grooving, man. He would put, you know, he'd just give me a big smile with his hand on my back once in a while. You know, kind of the, the head nod. It was cool, man. It was great. So so that's where we are. And, um, and, and then set one begins and so here we get into kind of the fishy part of the whole thing um so if you i, I know many of you don't know the music of fish and so I, i'll still talk about it they open the show with fluffhead fluffhead is is definitely a crowd favorite just an amazing musical composition you know they went on for about 20 minutes jamming this thing out it's a it's a crazy story of fluffhead and they didn't finish it they took fluffhead into a song called your pet cat which is a super like, I don't know, man. It's very groovy the way that Trey is uh, playing guitar during this. But they play these cat sounds like, wow, wow. I mean, and it's loud through the speakers. It was a little bit grating. I didn't quite, I wasn't glad about the cat sounds, but the groove was was sweet. Into Bathtub Gin, another just amazing classic fish. Awesome. And, and they took that into a, a song called Hey Stranger. Trey just released an acoustic solo album a couple months ago. And I think this is the first 
one they've played off of that um, album. I know this is the first time they've played Hey Stranger. Um, and so Trey plays that, and it's it's a nice, nice tune. And, and Paige, the keyboardist, just brought the funk on that, and it was amazing. Followed that with Tube, which is just a jam to gr- – I mean, I was dancing, man. I was dancing. David said I should have took my shirt off, but I don't know, man. I was a little packed in there. And then Slave to the Traffic Light out of that, and then Blaze On to close the set. And I, it's it's what I was looking for. Blaze On is probably the song that got me back into Fish this time around. Once I got Fish Radio and started listening to this new jazzy, like amazing sound and tone. You know, just three wrong turns can really make a right. You know, like just Trey's story of, of redemption and, and correcting his path and just fits kind of with mine. And, oh man, it was, it was really, it was really awesome to hear blaze on. And I was pretty set right there. Like that was cool. That was all that I really, all that I really needed. So anyway, then we take it to, um, then we take it to, uh, set break. So I just mentioned, I mentioned that I, I was at Hilton Head and just got back today, actually, went down Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, and came back. Today, uh, my kid, uh, Sam, my oldest boy, just as soon as we got back and we began to pack up, we knew he was heading back up the mountain, back up to App State today. So uh, after a, a good long month break, he's headed back for his second semester. But man, we were, we were there for our 10th year of Hilton Head with our friends, Matthew and Abigail Frazier. And 10 years we've been doing this. We go every every year this weekend. Um, the last couple of years have been insane. Last year was, I, I don't know, last year was a nice storm. The year before that was COVID type stuff. But but we, we, we've gone every year. And um, so, I mean, I could say things to you like, you know, keyboards that are way too low. I could say things to you like triple pants. You know, I could say things to you like, Artie. I could say that that's all what went on and you wouldn't understand what I was talking about unless you've got people that every single word that you say is free and easy where you can be yourself and be together as yourself and how every single word, whether it is the absolute most serious conversation, searching to to figure out how to find hope, searching to figure out how to to wade through all the difficulty of life, both personally experienced and corporately experienced, or whether it's just the silly kind of stuff and, and quips and quirks and, and laughing and, and, and carrying on. But if you have some people where every single word that you say becomes its own, you know, almost like its own meme, where it becomes its own um, pointer to what, what the whole relationship means, then you know what I'm talking about. It's like bigger than inside jokes. It's not quite what I mean, but I'm sitting here looking at a picture from a couple of years ago from Hilton Head. And I just tell you, man, the, these people, they are the realest. And if you know them, you know that that's true. And if you don't, I hope you have some peeps like that. Um, we'll have to get my, maybe more into talking about the Hilton Head experience in, in the podcast one of these days. But Matthew, Abigail, thank you for letting me be me, for letting us be us. 
and uh, peace to y'all. All right, so uh, set two from night two, and I mean, I am just running on fumes. You know, I was up early, flying out to get to New York, up late, woke up early, didn't sleep in, you know, like just, wow. Um, so I'm drinking more coffee than I usually do. I'm, I'm trying to drink coffee. I'm drinking Coke, trying to get as much caffeine as I can get going. And I mean, I'm totally just exhausted. And set two opens up with David Bowie. And now I'm gassed up. <laughs> okay. Fish is like, all right, here we go. And David Bowie opens up just, man, just, wow. It was, it was really something. And then they played Everything's Right. And if Blaze On was the thing that got me into it, Everything's Right has been like my mantra. I've got a patch on my, on my jacket. Everything's right, so just hold tight. Um, you know, this world, this world, this crazy world, I know, it turns, it turns. But the long night's over and the sun's coming up. Oh, man. They played Everything's Right. It's the song I was looking for all year long. You know, I saw six shows. That's 12 sets. I've been trying to think what what the best set. I've been trying to rank the sets. Um, but I haven't quite gotten to that, so I can't share that with you. But they played Everything's Right, y'all. Like. So now I definitely got what I came for. Um, and they took everything's right into you enjoy myself. The fish classic, like maybe the quintessential fish song. And wow. And then they took you enjoy myself into Ruby waves, Ruby waves crashing down on me, the ocean of love. You know, if I could, if I could reach my, what is it? If I could reach my hands to the, what is it? Reach my fingertips to the stars. The doors would open all around me. That's not quite what it is, but but that's a part of the thing that Delaney painted for me as well. The wave of hope, the ruby wave. But she, Delaney, really liked the concept there of, of reaching. And so I'm listening to ruby waves and I'm thinking about reaching and reaching for the, you know, for the stars, reaching for this wave, this this wave of hope, reaching for understanding that the wave and the chaos are not too. And then since I've been wondering what the opposite of reaching is, and I can't quite find the antonym for it because some, you know, it's not all reaching. There's, there's not a, it's not grasping at, but it is sometimes. So I'm going to babble here because I need your help. I, I, I don't know what the, if I'm reaching out and trying to touch the proverbial stars, like, it's the opposite of that. Is the opposite negative? Is it is it passive? You know, I, I, I'm not sure what the opposite of that. So, so I need you to to help me be my thought Sherpa, right? Um, on that one, but but Ruby Waves, man, wow! And then they played Lonely Trip, which is a a Trey song again, like kind of a Trey solo song where he sings. Um, if I, if I'm, he's in his own ship, but maybe one day I'll, I'll see you out there. And if by chance our vessels pass, perhaps I'll make it back at last. And then back on the train. 
which I think I was looking for all summer too, because this is just the real thing. Like I was off, off a fish tour for 20 years and here I am again back on the train. And then the arena rocker character zero to close it out. Just man, everybody just rolling, just. And so that was the end of, of set two. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm definitely teared up there and everything's right. And here I am just fist pumping and, um, rocking out like i'll be honest with y'all i was i was completely tired i'm all i'm a 44 four year old man 44 year old man and 100 percent. the only only drug i'm on is caffeine you know 32 ounces of pepsi now i was taking it to the neck but i kept the groove the whole time like for all what almost six hours of fish shows up there at madison square garden I didn't stop. I didn't sit down. I didn't leave it, you know, to during songs that were boring, I thought, or whatever. Like I was dancing and grooving. I mean, I got it. I got it going on. So here we are at the encore and they play this song called Gaudi. Um, Gaudi the Ugly Pig. And there's a whistling part in it, but Trey couldn't um he was laughing and he's like he couldn't whistle and laugh at the same time. And so that whole interplay is going on and they play Gaudi, which is amazing. And then they, they play possum and they play possum for about four or five, six, seven minutes, somewhere running there. And then as they're closing it out with the big rock and roll finish, Trey's like, all right, everybody stay safe. You know, don't, don't do anything we wouldn't do something like that. And then you think they're about to close it off and then he continues the jam and he does that like two or three different times, three or four different times. It just keeps it going, saying things like, don't do anything we wouldn't do unless uh, unless you invite us, you know, because why do you get to have all the fun while we do all the work and talking about the pandemic? And anyway, it was just Trey banter and uh, just kept on going, you know, like it kept on going almost all the way to midnight, which on the one hand, I'm like, man, I know I got to I know I got to head back home. But I knew where I was going out this time. So I walked kind of against the grain. Um, after I got some love from my neighbor, Scott, you know, who, who kept slapping me and tapping me on the back, uh, we got some fist bumps and we, I took off. So I knew which way I was going out of Madison square garden, went out to eat the exit that was close to where I needed to walk by. Cause I'm a New York, I'm a city guy, you know, like I'm a city guy. I know what's going on. Get back, shower, sleep as best I can till about 5am. Take the lift to terminal B. It was a definite maze at LaGuardia and I didn't have to take my shoes off. The first time I've flown, I mean, I don't fly a whole bunch, but definitely the first time I've ever flown where I didn't have to take my shoes off to go through the thing. And they told us we didn't have to take our shoes off. And man, here I am in LaGuardia at six, seven in the morning. There's babies crying and like the, the, the parents are just kind of making out while the babies are crying. I'm like, what? There's a guy just whistling. Like, I can't even explain it. Not regular whistling, like, like whistling through his teeth, kind of loud just all over the place normally that would that would bother me but it was all good man um i got on the same seat you know same seat on the plane after hearing this this woman talk about being stranded from southwest and how they had been there for like five days but american airlines had it going this time um so here i am in 2b left side uh, up front you know um bougie d and uh i got those those cookies again, those plain cookies, man, it was, did I tell, did I tell you about this last time? I can't remember, but they were like orange. They were cranberry cookies, Michigan cranberries, Michigan cranberries with orange zest in the cookies. And Oh man, 
Those things were delightful. And of course, I'm drinking my Coke, trying to trying to wake up. And, uh, you know, just again, looking out the window, thinking about the enormity of it all, thinking about the smallness of it all, the, the way that the humanity has created grids and, you know, perfect lines, at least how it looks from the top, the the natural symmetry, or, or is it asymmetry, you know, that, that comes from coastlines and rivers and, and such as that, the, you know, just that there's so much out there feeling. And then we we're up above the clouds and flying through the clouds and, oh man, just, and then we touched down. We had to wait a bit, but not too long. Um, and then I'm, I got back to my car and I'm ready to roll home. And I did as soon as I figured out how to get, a, get out of the parking lot because I took my parking ticket and put it in that little slot, but it, it wouldn't read it. Well, the gate wouldn't lift. So I did it like five or six times, backed up out of the stall I was in. Pulled into another chute. Still, the ticket wouldn't be read. So I hit the help button and told her what's going on. And I'm still trying to make sure I'm not putting the ticket in upside down or anything like that. She's like, all right, you know, quit. I mean, she fussed at me. You know, she's like, all right, quit putting it in there. I'm trying to fix it. You know, I'm like, oh, my my fault. So anyway, she hooked me up. She got me ready to go. And now I'm rolling. And I mean, I'm just slamming animal crackers and, uh, and water on the way home. And so in a little over 48 hours, you know, a little over 48 hours, I was back at the house after a two-night run at Madison Square Garden with the best band in the land that I can, that I can, as far as I would argue, and at an arena that was just packed with energy. And uh, wow, yeah, really, really, really quite something. So. That is that. I'll tell you what, I, I'm thinking about some, uh, maybe next week being a public school thing. And then I'm, I'm working on a, on a story. I don't, I don't think it's, it's not allegory. I'm working on my own kind of story of, uh, of the garden of Eden and such as that, that, that I, maybe I'll share with you in a, a couple of weeks, but I think next Saturday, um, we get back to some, some theories on, on education. So I appreciate you indulging my and my love of fish, even if you don't know what, uh, even if you don't know what I'm talking about. But just remember, if you get chocolate chips on your right thumb and you're worried about it being dirty, it's okay. Your left thumb is, is probably clean. So. Well, this has been a Church of Six production brought to you by The Bucket of Life by the magic rock, by the foundation tower of stone, by the wall of belief, and by the token of hope, this too shall pass. Nothing divine is desperate. You thought about that? You agree with that? I think it's a real thing. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Peace, my friends.